0: We've been getting accountability all wrong in the compliance industry. It's not a set of tasks, it's a way of thinking, and it has to come from the heart as well as the head. On Accountability, the Heart of Compliance, Tom Fox and Sam Silverstein dig into what accountability means to the corporate compliance function and business organizations, and most significantly, how to make it an integral part of your culture. Accountability, the Heart of Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Sam Silverstein for another episode of Accountability at the Heart of Compliance. Today, we are going to use as a starting point an article from the Wall Street Journal Risk and Compliance Journal, which said that the coronavirus, or entitled The Coronavirus Pandemic Could Elevate ESG Factors. Basically, it lays out that ESG factors are not only becoming more important in an investment decision, but they're going to become more important going forward because of the variety of stakeholders that ESG touches. And Sam, I wanted to get your thoughts about how ESG, in my mind at least, really is a tactical component of accountability. It may be a way you move towards accountability, but why Uh, When we both read this article, we saw that investors are now saying accountability uh, at your organization is what we want to see from an investment community. Savvy investors have understood and figured out that accountability
1: goes straight to the bottom line, that accountability is all about relationship, respect for people That accountability is a way of thinking, not a way of doing. And this way of thinking not only is good for people, but it's good for communities, it's good for um, society as a whole. And they like to be a part of that. And guess what? As investors, they like the greater returns that they are receiving from organizations that have proven to be living a higher degree of accountability. Now, you know, we go in and we measure a culture in an organization and we measure accountability with our accountability index. And when we we do that, we see what's working, what's not working in the culture. And that can be attached straight to uh, surplus or deficiency on the bottom line. Investors are savvy. They want that return. And there's so many organizations out there that they can invest in. They not only want to invest in an organization that has a great return long term, not just this quarter. But they also want to invest in organizations that are making a difference. And when you have accountable leadership building a, a, a corporate culture that that inspires and prioritizes accountability, that's going to impact the communities that those businesses operate in and those communities benefit. And we're creating a better world. Now, that, that might sound like a bunch of, uh, oh, nice, nice. Oh, I want to create a better world. La, la, la. Let's sing kumbaya. But no, this is serious stuff. Why shouldn't we create a better world? Why shouldn't we create a place where people are um, are valued and where we have a safer environment? Uh, These are all aspects that, that savvy investors today are taking into consideration.
0: Sam, some of the things these ESG investors talked about are how employees are treated around paid sick leave what benefits are available to employees if they have to take a long term leave because of a long term illness or a family member or loved one's illness do those sort of very specific tactics fit under the accountability umbrella absolutely and you know i there're just
1: countless examples of this but one that that um let me share this one, and I know that you're aware of it, but, you know, you go back to one of our case studies and the subject for for my book, Non-Negotiable, Happy State Bank, in, um, in Texas, which has, uh, over the last decade, had an average... Uh, stock value growth of index 11.5% per year. I mean, not too many companies. And I'm talking about um, their value in the last 30 years, their stock value has never gone down um, because they're producing. But they had a situation where this one woman there, her husband was diagnosed with cancer. He had to stay home. She needed to be home to take care of him. He was dying, and what they do? They took a computer, put it in her house. Now this is a bank, and this was this is a few years back. So a high speed internet wasn't near as as readily available as it is today. They ran a T one line to her house, put the computer in, and they said, "You stay here as long as you have to stay here to take care of your customer." Now, when you do something like that, you're building a relationship with an individual. And that individual would rather die than let you down. They'd rather die than go to work someplace else because you've got their back. You stood by by them when all hell broke loose. They're going to stand by you. But guess what? All your other employees see that. When they see it, they go, wow, look how they treated her. They would do that for me, too. Oh, my gosh. Well, they renew their efforts, and they want to work harder, and they want to make sure the organization is profitable. And now you've got this high-performance organizations that – investors want to be a part of, both because you're attracting the best people and keeping the best people because of how you treat your people and because it's showing up on the bottom line. It's just a great investment from a financial standpoint. When you take care of your people, when you treat them the way that they should be treated, everything changes. Here, Tom, a lot of times we hear people say, well, you know, this this isn't personal. This is business. And I hear leaders say that. And when I hear that, I just cringe because every interaction between two human beings is personal, is personal. And so my question is simply this. How would you treat your mother if she worked for you? How would you treat your your child if they worked for you? How would you treat your wife if she worked for you? And I'm not saying favoritism, what I'm saying is the same care, love, respect that you would give them, the ability, the flexibility, whatever it is that you would do for them, do that for all your people. And when they feel like you're treating them the same way that that you would be treating any family members, let me tell you something. Their attitude changes And it changes in a way that their commitment goes through the ceiling, their engagement goes through the ceiling, productivity goes through the ceiling, profitability goes through the ceiling.
0: Who doesn't want all of that? Sam, you've mentioned a couple of times the uh, accountability assessment and the accountability index. Does the uh, accountability assessment allow a company to see what their accountability status is and then Work to improve it, and does the accountability index give them something that they can tangibly demonstrate where they are on the accountability scale?
1: Exactly. So, what it does is it we've we've been doing this. This particular assessment tool has been developed over the past twelve years. It's in twenty languages, and what we have the ability to do is look inside a company's culture and exactly come up with a numeric value of where their accountability is inside the organization. Now, with that information, it, it, you know, data is king. You know, once you know where you are, you know, you know what you need to do. So if you're really high, then you know you need to take the steps to maintain and protect that. If you're not as high as you want to be and accountability isn't as present prevalent as it could or should be, Then what happens is it becomes very easy to chart a course and figure out what are the tactical steps that we need to take to get our organization there, to get our people there. So the value behind the accountability assessment and the accountability index, the exact score that we were able to uh, generate, is it tells you where you are and it it lays the path for figuring out how to get to where you want to be. And then you can document it every step of the way. And that's what organizations need to do. They need to document where they are with regards to accountability, and they need to always be working on improving that status because when your people see that you're working to improve your accountability, they just want to be a part of that in action.
0: Does this accountability index have the ability to allow a company to have continuous improvement so that whatever exists or doesn't exist, they can move forward in a documented way to show the improvements they made and not sit still and continue to evolve. Wow. You got it all in one sentence. I'm impressed. Um, The answer is
1: yes. If leadership is committed to taking the information they get good or bad and marching forward with it, not trying to make excuses well, you know, the reason things are a little weak over here, I don't I don't want to hear that. What I want to hear is a leader that says, "We have a deficiency in this area and by golly, I'm going to move heaven and earth to patch it up and to get better." And when leadership is committed to that,
0: then yes, we can move that mountain. Does um we now have the investment community saying wow. these tactical steps that you should be taking are critical to our analysis of you Mm -hmm. in terms of whether you're a good opportunity for investment. If we lay accountability over that, will that give each business a more powerful tool to take to the stakeholders in the investment community to help show them that accountability is really critical for business? Bottom line is
1: most companies are selling a product or delivering a service that can be easily replicated by others out there. Products and services in today's day and age have become commodity. And so what happens is how do we distinguish ourselves? How do we differentiate ourselves in the marketplace? The only true way to do that is through accountability. Accountability and your organizational culture is what makes you unique. It's what attracts clients to you. It's what attracts the best workers to you or your ability to hire the best workers. And so this is your differentiating factor. This is what investors should be running every investment concept through, because even a great idea, a great product and a great service can be more profitable if it's marketed and sold inside of an organization that prioritizes and values
0: accountability. Well, Sam, I, for one, I'm glad the investment community has finally caught up to you. Yeah, uh, me too. Sam, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thank you, Tom. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review.